Is it for real? We used to love it, then we watch it now. We don't know if we like it. Is it for real? You're listening to Is, is it, it for real? real? This is Philip and Katie and Bridget. And this week we are doing to a lot of people's chagrin, the 1984 <laughs> classic mm-hmm. Dune. Dune. Um, so get out your encyclopedias <laughs> of weird terms. Oh my God. We're diving into it. Um, <laughs> oh, are we ever? Here we are. I have so much and so little to say. It's weird. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. And- I, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, welcome back, people. We, we yeah. were yeah. on a break. So um, some people were partying overseas. Yeah. Um, whoop, whoop. Some people got married. Yeah. It was me <laughs> and, and Jeff, Jeff S. <laughs> <laughs> we got married. It was wonderful. Yeah. Thank you, all of our podcast supporters, for your gift from our registry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Can I say, though, that one of the like lovely highlights of your amazing wedding, um, just one of the many highlights, was to meet some of the people that have done intros yeah, for this podcast. Uh, and it was so great. It was so nice. It was like an immediate conversation. And there's no wonder that your friends are just like, like lovely, talented, enthusiastic, uh, wonderful people. So it was really cool. And they all claim to have, uh, listened to the episode they did. (laughs) I I think everybody did. (laughs) Yeah. Just to that. (laughs) I'm sure it was fun to like point around the room and be like, drive me crazy. Totally. Uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, oh, those are all the people that did it. So yeah, it was really cool. I like that too. Yeah, I uh, like that. Uh, and also Katie sang an amazing song. Yes, it was great. And mentioned the popularity of our podcast <laughs> in the song, which I thought was wonderful. I did. And Phil, as the true improviser, he is um, performed as a music stand for that song. <laughs> and it, and yeah, and sometimes you just got to be yeah. uh, in the background. Exactly. You know? <laughs> well, this uh, is your week, my friend. Yeah, <laughs> this is yeah, why I'm doing you got it. it. Also, so, back. fight. <laughs> Everybody, yeah, everybody should know this will be the last week for our podcast ever because I won't be speaking to Philip after we do I've broken this podcast. Her. Yeah. He, oh my goodness. I thought some other movies we've watched have broken me, but this one broke. It me did down. feel aggressive. It did feel aggressive. aggressive. <laughs> I was watching and, uh, it like, oh man. Oh my I warned God. you. I warned yeah. you. You did, but maniacally. Yeah. <laughs> and it, yeah, I wasn't gonna be swayed. Um no. Because it's been a while, I, I have to be reminded. So we do our uh, mm-hmm. intro person. Yeah. Well, okay. did you want to say why else you picked this movie? Oh, sure. I mean, <laughs> yeah. well, the, the remake is coming out this Friday right. for right. those who don't know. Um, hopefully you do know, which I'm super excited about, <laughs> which yeah. we'll get into later. Um, but yeah, I wanted to get this out of the way, you know, before everyone so they can listen to the pod before watching the movie. And, yeah, Jeff uh, was very excited uh, about us going to see this together. And now I'm not. And I was like, sure. <laughs> but now, but then he said Zendaya was in it. I was like, well, I like her. Oh. Anyway, I'm, I don't know. How I'm She's from it. Annie's hometown. So then we do the intro. Okay. So yeah. yeah. And then we'll do our levels. I just had yes. to be refreshed. You yeah, know, sometimes okay. I get the forgetsies. <laughs> uh, so here we go with our intro from. Dusty H. The 1985 David Lynch Dune movie shares a special place in my heart. 
It's one of those movies I watched repeatedly on a lazy Sunday afternoon on TBS, heavily edited long before I recognized the concept of what made a good movie or a bad movie. There were others too, of course. Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, Crawl, The Last Starfighter, Iron Eagle, Mac and Me, Enemy Mine, the list goes on, where there was a better version that I just didn't know about. Dune, though, is special in this regard in part because the source material was so good and so expansive that a movie version was considered impossible to make. The book the movie is based upon is the first in a series written by Frank Herbert in 1965. It's considered one of the most successful science fiction books of all time, both critically and financially, and has gone on to inspire countless other works of fiction. The scope and timeline of the series encompasses tens of thousands of years and narratively links the entire known universe with humanity dispersed across thousands upon thousands of planets. While the scope of Dune is massive, the majority of the first book and this movie take place in and around a singular planet called Arrakis, otherwise known as Dune, which depicts a dangerous, unforgiving desert planet seemingly devoid of life but where the most important material in the universe singularly grows, the spice melange, a material necessary for expanding human consciousness to a level necessary for calculating complex interstellar travel. Unlike most other sci-fi works of the time, there are no aliens in Dune, not like in Star Wars or Star Trek, but there are massive Lovecraftian sandworms that roam around Arrakis, attracted to sound, and through the story, we learn are inextricably linked to that spice that is so valuable to the universe. Within this universe are powerful houses with jurisdictions overlooking entire planets. Think Game of Thrones, but with the entire known universe. Talking about this movie is difficult for me. I feel you can't talk about this movie in a vacuum without at least mentioning its previous attempted incarnations. There was a pretty famous effort to make this movie, uh, make this book into a movie by Alejandro Jodorowsky, of which there's a great documentary, um, who was set to write and direct a feature film a decade before. This film famously collapsed under the aspirations and vision of its director and the subject matter. However, these components, the, the ashes of this project, would ultimately break off and become Star Wars, Alien, and Blade Runner, respectively. It would be another 10 years before David Lynch, who at the time was known for surreal experimental horror movies like Eraserhead, was tapped to write and direct in 1985. This film ultimately failed both critically and financially, and David Lynch to this day refuses to talk about this movie in interviews. There's a lot of bad stuff about this movie. <laughs> Overwhelming exposition, annoying internal monologues, the movie, movie just throws language at you, the Padishah Emperor, the Bene Gesserit, the Kwisatz Haderach, the Freemen are just nameless soldiers in black suits, and the movie just expects the audience to understand that rich history that was established in the books. And worst of all, the movie has got some serious pacing issues, particularly in the second half. It's slow, but not in a Blade Runner atmospheric slow. It's a slow waiting for the clock to turn three o'clock so you can go home slow. However, there is a lot to love here too, especially through the lens of nostalgia of a 10-year-old version of me. The costumes are gorgeous. The aesthetic is uniquely 80s in a way that Blade Runner was. The casting is mostly spot on, and you get a young Patrick Stewart who looks exactly like an old Patrick Stewart. 
The soundtrack is amazing, and you even get flares of David Lynch weird, like you'd expect. Sandworms look awesome, and even the stupid sound gun slash lightsaber ripoffs they made up for the movie are kind of neat. I feel like I am one of a handful of people that love this movie. It's definitely worth a revisit. What's to be afraid of? You must not fear. Fear's the mind killer. Where the fear is gone, there will be nothing. Only Sting in a Speedo will remain. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, awesome. so it was, that just was kind perfect. Of wonderful and to hear Dusty's voice. Yeah. I also want to like just tout his bona fides. He recently went to a, a Dune ballet. Like oh within God. the last like three oh years. Oh my God. Um, wow. Yeah. Good for him. I, I thinking back, I'm sure that he's mentioned it to me before and it probably went over my head, but I will tell you that it's the cliff notes I needed. Oh, cause I learned yeah. things in his intro. I should have listened movie. to that before yeah. I attempted to yeah. stomach totally. my way. I, it does. Movie. It does feel like I've, I read a summer reading book, like, but the words went in my head and out and yeah. it's like, I can't, I can't answer. I can't take the test. It's yeah. Cause I had to go and refresh my memory of some of the sequels I've, I've read. So let's just jump into our levels. Yeah, let's do it. Um, I will say that my level is going to be, um, Oh God, there's, there's so much. Uh, I'd, I'd just say, you know, the pain, just the box at the beginning. <laughs> I that. Um, but I've, I've read all the books, uh, or at least all the ones written by Frank Herbert. There's about like 20, um, written oh by his offspring. It's, God. there's like an encyclopedia. Wait, you've read 20 books? No, this? I've read four oh, or uh, sorry, oh six. God. I've read six. I've read six. Okay. Um, and yeah. And then I've, I've seen this a bunch, you know, I, I probably saw it most recently within like five years, I would say. Mm, okay. Um, so I knew what I was doing to Bridget by suggesting this. <laughs> yeah. So that's that. You wanted to break me. I did. I, I was there too, you guys. <laughs> I also no, watched this film. I, yeah, I, I know that, what you mean. Yeah. yeah. You... Bridget's more sensitive to this sort of <laughs> malarkey, if you will. Possibly. Yeah. I can't imagine anybody watching this more than once on purpose. Like the fact that yeah. you and Dusty H, right? Yep. Have yeah. Watched this so many times is confounding to me. I mean, like six to eight times is probably my guess of okay. how many times I've seen it. Well, I can do my level, which is I've never, <laughs> <laughs> I've, clearly never seen this movie before i my level is gonna be kindergarten cop <laughs> because i recognize the principal from kindergarten yeah cop. there you go oh um, yeah nice and uh that's about i mean i have so much to say about this movie and like but or nothing again i don't know how i i feel like i i i was just tripping on acid yeah falling from the sky with no end in sight um so as intended i think that's my level um i'll do my level i'll make um patterson park hostel uh because um my my house because i often have 
like year long housemates that come yeah. from all over. And I, I get to, I have like a gear closet of things that they've left behind. So I have like tents and different camp and, you know, it's a fun perk. And one of those things is the book Dune. So <laughs> I have a copy of Dune in my house from, um, <laughs> one Melissa V or Marissa V sorry that I used to live in my house um but I actually think it was from her like ex-boyfriend so like I knew that Dune was a sci-fi thing and I think Phil like you I feel like my reference for Dune is you occasionally being like or we could watch Dune (laughs) Like on a random night, a random night after the glow ball. It's like, what do you want to do? We could watch Dune right now. So I knew that like the book was very beloved and that this Mm -hmm. version of the film was terrible <laughs> or just had this like yeah, eye roll thing. bad reputation yeah 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 exactly um, My own, that it yeah. was a flop but i just i i did not know what to expect at all going into it so this is for sure my first watching <laughs> i kind of wish that we could have mystery science theatered this one together yeah i was we, thinking about that we can do that we can do it right we, now. We can oh no could we watch it <laughs> no i'm never watching this again that yeah is this yeah, that's a regret, but I'm not gonna do it. Yeah, again. yeah, that that would have been an interesting one to do that with. So I could see the appeal of watching it in a group, like hate watching it or like making fun of it together. I don't even know. There's a lot in it. So I mean, there's we're gonna find out that there's I hope a lot to talk about in this movie. Oh, God. Um. So yeah, well, take we... us on the spice melange, Philip. Well, any good movie starts with. 30 minutes of exposition oh as my God. this does. Um, they really jam it in there. I'm going to refer to most of what they did as whisposition. <laughs> well, <laughs> there's there's exposition and then there's just inner oh monologues God. that are con- constantly so going on. so much of it is whispering. Okay, it's, but I mean, and I'm sorry. Your brain like, whispers, right? I, you're not yelling at yourself. Okay. Will he know what I'm thinking? Will he? I don't know. I don't, I just, all of it. That is, is such there a, a good. relationship between the worms and the spice? <laughs> I the have to get spice that in the worms. It's <laughs> the worms and the spice. There's a thing that just came in the, the I have direction to is like, I must grab it. Look what? like your poop suit is leaked. <laughs> and then so, they just. <laughs> can okay. we just jump into a question about this inner monologue? Yeah. So, I mean, to me, okay, this movie was like if aliens watched one earthly movie and then they're like, make a movie and like, we can do that. Like it follows no rules of a movie. So I'm like, is this just a massive or it's like you took a book and you shoved it through a projector. Well, it's like the first adaptation of of a book to movie. So like the inner monologue is that just david lynch or whoever not understanding how to portray characters thinking well, okay no. can, I, can i tag on to that really yeah. quick philip because you can answer both there was a woman at the end of the movie who was featured in the credits which we'll talk about and she was in the gold land or anyway and i was like who the hell is that lady i never even heard her and then jeff was like she narrated the whole movie and i was like Princess Erlon. It's Virginia yeah. Madsen, right? Yeah. I was like, yeah, exactly. Who? who? I yeah. didn't even know she was there. It, she's just there sometimes. She's a bigger part in the later books. Uh, fun yes. fact: originally supposed to be played by Helena Bonham Carter. I read oh. that. Yeah. Well, and I think they added her to the movie too, in right. a way, because it was like we need. Ex- she's just an exposition machine. Yep. But, but no, it, okay. it, it. I agree. It makes no sense. Uh, but yeah, we we get like 
Princess Erlon and just like a mystic field, oh my just God. Oh spouting my God. information about like planets and houses and everything and emperors. It's and like a lecture. And, and at one point, and they like maps and, and it, oh my God, it, no, I don't yeah, understand anything. And say. at one point, she says, Oh, yes, <laughs> yeah. I, I almost forgot to tell you. What? You wrote that in the script? Oh, like, one more thing. <laughs> oh, one more thing. It's she Columbo's so us. Crazy. Oh There's my God. Too many planets and too much yeah i was like trying to like do a chart and i was like trying to and then i just gave up in the beginning of it i'm like this is like if strange brew if all of strange brew was the movie that they made and they Uh, kept on going that's like what this is you know that's why philip Um, likes this yeah and i spelled arrakis wrong and then i realized i wasn't gonna spell anything no. correctly in no, this no 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 uh, i will say that they did hand out like little handouts yeah. when this was in the theaters just because oh uh, my God. it's this basically we just have to get our wrap our minds around the fact that this should have been a 14 hour movie just like, like a mini yeah um and they just made it into this right. two and a half hour movie which is impossible so totally okay so we've got um, exposition, then more exposition. Uh, mm-hmm. We get the first little beats of music by Toto. Yeah. Um, which I I love this soundtrack. It's amazing. Oh, really? <laughs> really? Uh, like, yeah. what do you love about it? Because like, I mean, it just what, rocks what and it's it epic. About? And it's it like, does rock. It's just like space ballad, you know, just, I just imagine like someone like, or I guess two, one person, people went with a guitar and a keyboard, like yeah. a keytar on the bow of a spaceship, just rocking out and just seeing this unfurl. Like, All did Toto have true. to watch this movie and then like make the music mm. or? I, did, I, I don't know. I, do, I don't know. It's scored though by Toto, right? I mean, like yes. there's not yeah. like, there's not like full on like songs. Really. No, they're it's not just, like. No, the take the lead singer did it. not. Um, participate no vocals right and then like the whole movie just basically there's never a real silence like sometimes it's like still but it's not it's just like hmm. it's just someone sitting on the something, keyboard like the, yeah the d chord or something, something is going on the whole movie it's interesting so yeah basically we've got our good guys the atreides um who are moving from their super awesome world to arrakis dune replacing the harkonnens the bad guys and they're yeah (laughs) so many names um i i just am like looking at my notes and i (laughs) don't i write like first of all there's also um so much phallic symbolism in this movie it's like one giant penis after another except for that octopus with a vagina mouth that octopus (laughs) annie was watching and she's he's like that's a vulva that octopus has a vulva for a mouth it's uh it's pretty wild i I will say the later books uh there is a lot of sex in them like Mm, it's like interesting the bene gesserit spoilers for anyone who hasn't read these books yet um develop secret sex ways to control people um, well i feel very um denied of any good sex i know so here's Everyone's, go ahead well ben Gesserit. so i okay first of all when you look at the imdb page for this this movie 
the trivia is more trivia than any other movie we've ever done. There's just so much about it. And the problem is, is because I've not read the books, I like kind of couldn't understand a lot of the trivia. So they kept on talking about this Bene Gesserit. And I'm like, what is that? Uh, so just quickly, what is that? <laughs> uh, so they are basically, um, it's like a religious cult that is manipulating um, ancestral lines to create this like, chosen one but they're not sure when they want to do it and they can pass down consciousness between oh, them so it's the woman with the like the Bald nun head. yeah oh the Sinead O'Connors right got it so those are the Bene Gesserits yep all right I will be referring to them as the Sinead O'Connors <laughs> got it yep. uh-huh That's and so fair. so basically the the beginning of the the movie is all about how we have um little Kyle McLaughlin Paul Atreides like being this like great student he has all these teachers with P- captain picard i have eyebrows listed as the guy okay well <laughs> and quantum leap dean stockwell yeah okay some some of my just so we can all be on the same page mm-hmm. i will be referring to kyle <laughs> throughout this film as ch aka charlotte's husband yeah um, yeah nora sex- did the same Okay, Slash good. the mayor of Portland is who I know him yeah. as. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then I have Luke Picard, bushy eyebrows with mouth herpes, and then unibrow mustache. But it wasn't really as much of a unibrow as it was a, a symbol in his brow, I guess. That's Quantum Leap. Yeah. Yeah, that's oh, okay. Quantum Leap. Yeah. Uh-huh. And What was his the- name in Quantum Leap? Al? Al. Or was Al the computer that they always... Ziggy was the computer. Okay, I think you. he was thank Al. You, yeah. And these they're training CH to fight in a space jello mold. <laughs> That's <laughs> their little, little shield suits, which were pretty impressive for well, like 1984. Well, not for that one guy who died in one. So it blocks fast things. It doesn't block slow things. That's stupid. <laughs> uh, i mean you can't you can't build a suit that blocks both fast and slow things that's just science fiction right um, they also um this is where i said they talk about worms a lot and then they a ceiling dildo comes down and they fight they fight the penis <laughs> i don't even know when i don't even know where we are it's like a ceiling dildo emerges and it has all these spikes on it and then ch is like showing off that he can fight the spikes off the penis. Which, this scene is exactly in Star Wars as well, mm. where the little, where Luke puts on the like blaster helmet that he can't see out of and he has to fight the thing that looks exactly like this, but it's silver, not gold. So, yeah. The aesthetics in this movie are so interesting because like, I, I, I don't know if it was like this in the book. Yeah, it's like, part of them are like steampunk. Like it's like inside of the Titanic, it's like mahogany and leather. And then some of it is just dystopian Mad Max dust. Uh, Kyle McLaughlin or CH looks like he rose crew for Princeton. Like his hair, you know, it's just like, what is this guy? And then two of these characters names are Paul and Jessica and everybody else has the most bananas. (laughs) Their names are just so, I can't, that's why I didn't name any of their actual names. Shut up, Mapes. I couldn't even, oh my God, shut up, Mapes. Well, uh, at one point, Jeff was like telling me something and he's like, yeah, well, he did the thing. And I said, he who? And he's like, yeah, Dr. He who? <laughs> Dr. <laughs> Dr. He who? Dr. He who? I was like, no, 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 no. That's, I don't know who Dr. He who is. That's I so funny. 
I was just <laughs> referring to something else. But now you've oh really God. confused me because I don't yeah. know who Dr. He Who is. Uh, he was the guy with the diamond in the yeah, forehead. Yeah, he's the unibrow. His name is Dr. He Who. <laughs> <laughs> but I like, I like he who better so um, he was like, which, yeah 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 he who you know, <laughs> yeah. which one yeah doctor which one <laughs> no no I need to get out of uh, this oh so the whole thing with we'll, we'll get to his betrayal later um, mm-hmm. but so we get all this training things then they're, they move to the desert planet of Arrakis Dune. to Dune, where all the spice, which is basically the spice melange. <laughs> oh my spice god, spice melange! Spice melange is my drag. Queen it thing. is. <laughs> yeah, like I just the way they said that, and then is that where like the spice of life comes from? It's like they ever talk about this spice. Let's so much. prove tonight. It's the spice of life. It's it's just they, the word spice, spice is so funny spice. in this world because it's just like yeah. It's a spice. And it's like, is it for your food? <laughs> but what is it for? It's just like cocaine, right? No, or, it's, no it's for time travel. It's for oh, right. folding space time. Which right. I, and then I, I was like, was, what? Folding you can move space? standing still. Like, yeah. Which I was, right. you know, talking with our resident astrophysicist and I. Hmm mistakenly said they're folding space and she was like space time you've got to fold both of them you dummy folding um, space time <laughs> and then she asked me it? a billion questions of oh. so. is, is what you're talking about before or after the sex scene with the box um that is oh, yeah we're, we're that at, we're at the box so young okay. paul atreide uh um ch ch yeah. has to get <laughs> tested by the bene Gesserit, and bene so um, she it's comes in with this box, scene. her box, and he's like, "This <laughs> is like tenth <laughs> orgasm that this woman has had on." I camera. know, and she's like, "Put your hand in my box," and then she's like, "How do you get the itching and burning?" And then they come <laughs> That's together. Part of it. That's what I yeah. wrote. Stop. <laughs> yeah, it's. I have this scene burned. I have many of these scenes burned in my head because I, I'm sure I watched it when I was five or six. Um, oh god it's, it's pg-13 it's rough um, i mean i guess it should i mean i don't know i don't know if wait, it should be is this but... is this Sinead o'connor in the scene yes the one who's so over dramatic she's like you yeah. like step on her toe and she's like no <laughs> yeah no oh, yeah she is oh and then at the end she's got like she's grill. got like predator not predator teeth alien yeah. teeth they're like okay. metal teeth yeah well yeah. some of them <laughs> but yeah yeah and this goes back to the original Jodorowsky movie. Like the visuals were going to be done by, what is it? G.H.G. Geiger, the guy who did uh, Alien. Um, mm-hmm. So a lot of those visuals are in this movie. Okay. So yeah. Um, so yeah, he basically, it has to prove just because they're worried about he's going to be this abomination thing and just destroy everything that they have to prove that he's an actual he has humanity and can override his just sense to take his hand out of the box because but like I this is the part where I'm like how would he know how would they not know if he's human they're testing if he's human people don't know if they're human anymore no everyone is humanity there everyone in this is human or a human derivative even those little like fish people octopus humans I know the octopus is that you mean 
Yeah, the oh, okay. uh, guild navigators, if you will. Those mouths, That's generous. Term. I can't even <laughs> handle it, and they do so much mouth close up on those um, flappy, flappy vagina mouths. Just yeah, <sighs> I think it had like sixty anime animatronics to make those things work, and yeah. Um, so after this, I'm sure we get to many of y'all's favorite scenes we go to no. um oh yeah Harkonans. i said oh come on gross this planet is just gross it's just Giddy a prime. gross planet uh, i meant to like warn you is like at minute 32 make dr. sure pimple popper you're watching through your fingers um i kind of look like dr pimple popper i cannot handle this guy he's so gross he's having yeah. plastic surgery and then my next note is Sting and Fat Sting <laughs> arrive. <laughs> and I refer right. to that other guy as Fat Sting through the whole movie. The other guy's like apparently... a combo between Sting and Baron. Is that is that the Baron, guy's name? The Baron Harkonnen. Pimple Popper. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. at one point I thought he was Pimple Harkonnen. Popper. Yeah. Just like his skin cleared up. <laughs> he looks so much like him. It's actually very confusing. I know. I was, I was like, like, but it's his nephew. Oh, well. It yeah. makes sense. Right? That, that checks out. Um, yeah, it's that's the Beast Raban. Um, and he was such a, the actor is such a big guy. They used like tires to make his costume out of. Um, and, which one? And he, the Baron. No, the, the nephew. The nephew. Um, yeah. Raban, yeah. So Boyle Face flies around in this like fat suit. Well, he's fat. And so he, he can't touch the ground because he's so fat <laughs> and he has to like he hovers above the ground he's like it's like it? wally the super wally suits yes. basically oh my god it's real rough this yeah i mean well at one point somebody says like about a planet called jupleto <laughs> like is that a joke <laughs> he just who is the guy that looks I don't know. I've seen him in other things, but he kind of almost looks like Donald Sutherland or something. He's got like Einstein hair. Oh, he had a yeah. big a messenger. Brad Dourif. Yeah, that guy just like that actor looks like he cannot keep it together. Like no. he's just always there's so many actors are just like on the verge of cracking up like at every <laughs> line delivery. Like the big guy that is that who you're talking about? His nephew that's just like always like barking orders at people and he's like, mm, like he's trying to look like real tough like the oh. whole time. You're like, no. no, that's the Beast Raban. I, I was talking about the um the other guy that has like red around there. Yeah, and he mouth. looks just yeah. There's mouth two guys looking. Exactly oh wait, no, like... he is barking. Already said people. So just uh for backstory in the books, everyone who has the like red around their mouth, they are mentats. They are like human computers because there was a war, like ten thousand years ago, is where they destroyed all the computers. Um, because they were rising rising up and sure. now they have just super smart people that take these drugs that make they them drink them smart. they drink they them. give them like a kool-aid mustache <laughs> exactly but they it just, looks like they're herpes. Hopped upon. yeah yeah but baron he was like cursed by the besser what is it again the benegeneret benegeneret for God, like I don't raping think so. somebody. I was well, I was reading. So this is the part oh, of the movie be. where people have a hard time with because of like homophobia, because he's gay, I guess. It, this is what I was reading. I didn't get this from the movie at all. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's gay. They wanted him to father a child. He was mad about it. So he didn't. So he like raped this woman. And then the Bene Gesserits punished him by making him like obese with this like terrible skin disease. Oh which god. People criticize. Yeah. Anyway. But well, you know, I didn't know well, any of I that. Didn't, 
Well, you you can't pick it up from the movie. I guess that happened in the books, but Phil, you could correct yeah, I mean, me. All I know is that like Lady Jessica is half Harkonnen. Um, right. And I, it, I think I recall that a rape was involved or something. Because she's you know? his daughter. Is that the deal? Could, that could be. I was yeah. looking at the well, sort know. of chart, yeah. the like ancestral chart. Um, but yeah, then we get some more exposition from... Um, Peter DeVries, uh, Brad Dourif, who's been in a blood flew over the cuckoo's nest and all that, um, where <laughs> there's an amazing line where he's like, um, my plan. And the Baron's like, this is my plan. And he's like, the plan. Yeah. Um, and that was, but it's just explaining what their plan is. They're going to send the Atreides over there. Then they're going to kill everyone, basically, you know, and then take over. And the Baron, this is where we discover that people have like heart plugs that <laughs> like... The bear, they're just kind of like, he's just like operating on like a bunch of slaves, I guess, that like he can just unplug their heart. And then like, I was like, it's like kind of like that Silicon Valley blood boy stuff where that guy, come, <laughs> that kid comes in, he unplugs it and he just like drinks his blood. Is that what he's doing? He's just like devouring him. Yeah, I don't know. And I was convinced that this was an uncredited role for Dave Foley for years. Oh, that's funny. Because they looks like him, but it, it's it's not. Um yeah. But yeah, it, it's weird. This scene scarred me as a kid because um, I don't think they cut it from the TV edit. Um, yeah. So let's see. Bum, bum, bum. Then we <laughs> this get- part of the movie, I, I asked Annie how much time is left. And she said, without pausing, I don't know, a million hours. <laughs> Same. Yeah. We, we are going to have to like skip over some stuff. Yeah. So I'm just going to like... So we're we're back on Arrakis and all the Atreides are getting to know the place. Uh, Max von Sydow shows up. They go yep. check out a uh, spice mine and um, they put on their little still suits, which, yeah. as one of y'all said, recycles their poo and pee. Um, and he really just sort smart. of sloshes this it is, around. No, it is. This yeah. is in the running for my Hummer because the way they described it, I was like, wow, could we do that? Like, that's awesome. <laughs> like, I actually just, thought of you, Katie. I was like, I think you would like this outfit. It's like a I wet did. suit. I was like, can I get, where can I get them? Are they on the yeah. market yet? Or is it like a hoverboard where we're still waiting? But like, I, yeah, I was like, this is thought through technology. I like this. But that gives them all very large penis sacks. Mm. Uh, for the males, at least. I don't know what the women, they don't have them. I don't know, but the sack in the front is very large to hold the, the poo. You gotta hold pee. the pee, yeah. It's... Well, and is this, so I was wondering, is this where we get to the, like, breathing on a different planet, I guess. They have these, like, oxygen tanks that are, like, just in their nose. It almost the looks Hitler like Hitler mustaches. No, that's to collect uh, moisture. So wait, what is it? What is it so in you... their nose? They, so they're breathing in through their mouth and they breathe out their nose and oh, that's hard that to do. little plug collects all the moisture that you're breathing out and then puts it back in your suit. If you breathe in through your mouth and out through your nose, it's like really hard to talk. They're having. <laughs> that's why everyone does these weird like hand signals when they're talking. Like there's a lot of, uh-huh. this is, I mean, there's a lot of David Lynch, this movie. And I think, think this is part actors- of it were actually instructed to breathe in through their mouths and out through their nose while they had those things on. Because uh, I was wondering, I assumed that it was providing them oxygen. I was like, I guess if you only breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth, that would work. But now I understand what they are. Yeah, I think it's assumed that all of these planets are oxygen or like oh, interesting breathable. 
So. I thought they were just going to do like a concert. It kind of looked like a Britney Spears, like Mike, you know. Like yeah, totally, totally. If they had broken into song halfway through, I might have been pu- able to pull one of y'all back. Yeah, you maybe, maybe me. For However, second, for almost you could almost pull me back with some pugs. Yeah. Um, it's an yep. inexplicable amount of dogs in this. A <laughs> lot of pugs. Do you see movie. all the bulldogs in the beginning? Somebody yeah. was walking yeah. eight bulldogs the just trade, casually. They love their dogs. They love That's their pugs. Amazing. All of the dogs have short noses, though. Maybe that has to do with living on that planet. Of some Maybe. Um, Fun we fact: get, My dog yeah. Maya is. Um, she doesn't like short dog noses. Short nose <laughs> dogs. <laughs> she does not. Wow. Like them. Most of them, if they're big. Yeah. Interesting. Um, we get, of course, the principal from uh, Kindergarten Cop. Yeah. And, um, she's great. She's trying to help. There's an assassination attempt where um, Paul saves her. And then, of course, she later gets killed. She dies. She died. Um, and this, one, I think, is where we kind of get that um, Dean Stockwell, Bottom Leap, is a traitor. That's kind of right. where, right, we... Um, I, I, I just wrote down trader because I didn't know who was who or what side I was like, I don't know. What is he trading? I, you know, it's hard to figure it out, but they breeze over this super quick. Basically that little diamond shows that he's been conditioned to never betray you. But then because they like kidnapped his wife and they, because he loved her so much, that's how he broke his conditioning and got him to betray them. And so that's, yeah, that's it in a nutshell. And so he sabotages the shields, uh, burns all those little like uh, Britney Spears headphones, yeah, guns sort of thing. Um, right. And yeah, and then they Harkonnens attack and shit gets real. Um, is this before or after the tooth? So this is like during the, <laughs> we're, right at, we're right at the tooth right now. The tooth, the I, tooth. Like what? What, who comes up with this? Is this real? Like that you would just remove your tooth and then like put in a poison tooth. But then when your mouth opens again, all of your teeth are still there. (laughs) Yeah, they they skipped skipped on that. They was like, like, he took a tooth out and then it was like- Keep your your lip low so we don't actually see your tooth. He's like, I'm not doing that. His tooth was back. Well, no, they they replaced it. I guess they replaced it. That, that was in the running for my dumber. I was like, they couldn't figure out a cap situation because he gives he comes up with this fun little spy thing. He's like, you're going to wear this tooth. And then he yanks the tooth out of his head. But I think that's how in. they really do it, because this that's a real thing. A poison. Oh, tooth. it is. Yeah. It's usually for like suicide in case you get captured um, for spies. Hmm. Isn't it a back tooth though for that? Yeah, <laughs> I, don't I don't think know. they go with front tooth. <laughs> front well, tooth. well, if you're killing someone else, you go killing front somebody tooth. else. If you're doing just your own, you're lonesome. You do back tooth. So one um, of my questions, and I've written this a few times in here, but we haven't talked about it is yet. Why are they speaking parcel tongue? Um, What's parcel tongue? What is that? Like kind well, of in British? Harry Potter. No, in Harry Potter, Harry Potter can speak parcel tongue, which is snake talk. Oh, um, that's yeah, because that's he's, exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> yeah, because Voldemort killed his parents and then he's the chosen one. But anyway, they're speaking parcel tongue, C H and mom. 
this is part of the weirding way. It's like a thing with the Ben and Gesserit that they can control people with their. Yeah, because they speak it. Sinead O'Connor's do it too. She does oh, it. Right. It's just that Paul like learns how to do it even better. Got um, it. Um, and everybody kind of knows what that is, and they like f- get freaked out when they hear it because they know they're going to be mind controlled. Yeah, I mean, some people like the Ben and Gesserit definitely like can tell when you're doing it to them, but like dumb old reverse moho- mohawks just listen to the commands and do it Same. reverse mohawks is a good yeah. way <laughs> are all of the people that live on boil faces world are they all ginger prime yes oh that's not very nice <laughs> <laughs> it's gingers yeah oh god because that's the worst oh my god um I I also I did I did not like the scene where Boilface spit in Mom's face very dramatically. That was pretty gross. Not great. Um, What's his problem with her? Oh, but did she cast a spell on him? No, it was somebody else. No, I mean, you don't have to look at it. I mean, that could be his. Or she had something to do with it, maybe. No, I think he's just. She's a young mom too. Yeah, Yeah, she is. We even talked about. Sean Young, who's also mm-hmm. young. We're we're almost there. Young um, Sean Young. So we she we was this... in a dream earlier. Yeah, True. she appears in a dream, and I just have a note that's Sean Young with like five exclamation points next to it. Oh God. So we also have this person, uh, Duncan Idaho. We'll talk about him really quick because he's in and out. He's in a bunch of the later books. He d- but he died in he a jello mold. He died in a jello mold. Just okay. He gets so, jelloed. Wait, he died in a jello mold and then he's in the later books? I'm confused. There's a lot of resurrections oh, specifically geez. for Duncan Idaho again and again. Like, I don't Duncan know if you Duncan Idaho? <laughs> that's, that's, a, name, yeah. that's a male stripper that's a name. Up. Yeah. <laughs> that's Channing Tatum's that character. Is Tatum. Totally. Magic um, Mike. Spice, Duncan Idaho and Spice Melange are opening up a roadhouse. Somewhere. I know. I was like, I kind of want to hang out with those people because that sounds yeah. fun. Ugh. Um, but yeah, he he gets resurrected a shit ton. Um, and everyone who gets with him, yeah. At this point, Annie Annie was very grossed out by the amount of saliva and sweat in this movie, and she right. was thinking she thought it was real sweat, like that the film the producer. I think it's real spit too. Ugh. I think it's real spit, but the sweat. Don't you think the sweat is on purpose? Because she was like, "Why don't they use makeup to cut, stop these actors from sweating?" And I'm like, "I think they want them to sweat." Yeah. Right. That's like it's part of the weird growth. They're all just like everything. sweating out their pee and poo, yeah. basically. That they've they get been reabsorbing. That sweat, man. Ugh, gross. Um. Yeah. Well, Charlotte's husband and and his mom are escaping and like a, no, they're kidnapped. <laughs> Yeah. Well, she's like gagged. I mean, she just looks like a dominatrix. <laughs> she's got a, a gag in her dominatrix? mouth. Yeah. A reverse dominatrix. Yes. And then they like parcel tongue one of the gingers and sort of take control over him and he stabs his friend. And then like, okay, I know I'm saying that this has a lot of like sexual things, but then like literally Charlotte's husband like jerks off a controller for like a very long time. It's like a, yeah, he's like holding it. And then she's like, pull up, pull up. And he's just like gyrating his hand up and down and then like navigating through like a vagina into the open. It's, it's like a 13 year old boy was like, hey, you know, you know, it'd be really cool. If you just like, you <laughs> in there and then he touched it 
Yeah. It was like a lot of that. I yeah. thought. But maybe gotta, I'm the maybe I'm the weird you're one. You're the weird one. Um <laughs> no, I'm sure if it's a David Lynch, there's gonna be some innuendo in there. I just yeah. want to remark on how posh this like space shuttle is. Yeah, it's got like yeah. embroidered leather interior. That's what uh, I mean. Like it's like the Titanic. Stephanie. That's the well, wrong movie. And because this was in the running for my Hummers, but it's not going to be it. Um, just like there's spaceports that have like embroidery or like, you know, crown molding and stuff like that. It's like, I imagine this is what space will be like after like 50,000 years of being in space. I guess. You but mean just like luxury? only 8,000 years after today? No. They said yeah. it was 10,191. I'm pretty sure that is AG, which is after the guild. Oh, my God. Yeah, I got you there. Gotcha. <laughs> well, um, then tell mom the her hairstyle is really like night. 1897 judy garland heart head <laughs> she like flips her hair up and makes a heart oh on the top God. of her skull um, it's wild so then we have them crash landing i'm just gonna say of course we have the duke mistook the mentat the little red mouth guy for the baron so he accidentally kills him uh so baron is still alive and right um, so yeah back to uh paul and lady jessica meeting the fremen so they have Before to run that, across we learned the sand. she's pregnant she's preggers yeah his sister because there was like kind of a sex scene earlier and maybe that's where she got preggers i think so so she's like super recent preg- pregnant with who, kinda, though her with the duke her husband no and the duke her... is the tooth guy right is the duke not the husband that the bearded guy the tooth the tooth right uh yeah, alexa guy- is definitely answering our like dude <laughs> questions in the background here what is she saying i just heard like this person like- is four months pregnant here's some nora i thought i thought that that charlotte's husband's father charlotte's husband yeah was the baby daddy he is, but they're not married. Uh, Lady Jessica oh. is his concubine. He has some other like political marriage. Who are um, that's Paul's his... parents? Lady Jessica, Lady Jessica and, the, and the Tooth. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Duke, right? Duke Tooth. Duke, yeah. Duke Tooth. Yeah. Um, so, so they crash. They land on a small rock. They have to get to some bigger rocks, um, but they get chased by a worm. Because He's obsessed the worm with likes... getting near rocks, man. Yeah. Speaking of worms, which are giant penises with butts as faces for sure. <laughs> um, like butthole. Weird butts. I was gonna say what thorny kind of butts no, are like, like their thistle butts. butts. Thistle butts are their mouths. But yeah, uh the worms like rhythm. <laughs> yep. Cha, yeah, what does he cha, say? Cha, cha, it's a, it's featured like, in a song, right? We have to run off he's like run off rhythm but then like i'm like you're running on a dune that is like hor- like sideways anyway how are you gonna they're all like <laughs> yeah. stumbling as it is i'm like you're trying to walk on a beach you can't, at like- some point he's like you just hear it because it's like just the visual of them and then the audio is like faster <laughs> it's like yeah faster than backwards <laughs> which is what you're going because you're like being blown you're stumbling it is in sand. yeah oh my god uh, so uh, they run into Frank Sinatra eyes. Yeah. 
No oh, kidding. Man. So what's that mean? Like that everybody's so, got these blue. They ingest the spice melange and they get these blue eyes because that's just what it does to you. Oh. Um, oh. So when they're there, so I, I guess he wants to be near a rock so that they can avoid the worms, it yep, seems like. Exactly. 100%. And then he's like, Do you smell it? Do you can can you taste the spice melange? And does that mean are they worried that they're just gonna transport themselves? <laughs> they're gonna get too high. You know We're what just- I mean? That's why I thought it was like cocaine. I thought they're gonna like lose it. Oh. But like but I mean, it is like know? a hallucinogenic sort of okay. you go into this mind trip. And there's all this other stuff. Yeah. That's what I, I just thought the spice. I, I thought the worms were like the spice melange purveyors. Like when it breathed like that, it was like breathing spice melange. Well, I think <laughs> there's some sort of relationship between the worms oh and the spice. Oh the spice and my the worms. God. When Is there a relationship? <laughs> Every it's a relationship minutes. between the spice and the worms and the worms. I just and kept the spice. on imagining Kyle McLaughlin in a sound studio having to do all these whispers. The worm. I wonder what my mother thinks is the relationship. It's so, but we didn't answer this question for me. So like these, you know, what, what do we call them? The audio, the, the voiceover, the inner, inner Inner why do they do that? (laughs) It's, is it in the book? Like yeah. said it was well, something in the style of the book, which is told from everybody's point of view or something like that. Yeah, right. right. You're always hearing people's brain blow. But who's they? They who? They who? <laughs> Doctor they who? <laughs> Doctor, <laughs> Doctor who they? So I mean, it, because they had to make it so short. There's no right. other because you can generally do this other scene or create this other yeah, scene that like, like gets this movie. information out. But, right. But that's like when any you're not other movie. converting. It's sort of like Game of Thrones where it's just so were, much. They were able to do this because they had ten hours a season. So what was confusing to me about the inner monologue is because movies don't do that. I'm yeah. like, am I, is everybody hearing this or is this no. just for the audience? Just so for just the audience. Us. We're just, we're transported into their brains. But then like mom is saying right. things that she's also seeing inside of her head. Cause she's a psychic Sinead O'Connor. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then Paul becomes psychic. Psychic, um, <laughs> psychic row, Charlotte. Row, row captain, you know? Yeah. Right. Psychic row captain. Is there a connection um, between the worm and the spice? Or there is. Say yeah. They, they, oh, okay. No, there, there is. The, the worms <laughs> create the spice. Um, yeah. One of the fun things about joining the blue eyes is that you just get to pick a new name. Um, well, oh my god oh my god they say they pick it they pick it for you and they say this is your secret name in our troop and then i just have written nerds come on man first of all we we had to pause it and then like a 10 minute conversation about what name he picked because it was like i want to be the mouse shadow on the moon yeah i want to be the mouse shadow on the moon and then they're like Bondiferous, and he's like Paul Bondiferous, Moadib, and then they're like, and Mom, your name is Shabdap, Kalapapap, Sadama Madaris, and I was like, what? And Jeff's like, does it matter? And I was like, but what? What? Why does she need to pick a name? Yeah, my couchmate pointed out that that was very much not fair. Um, After she was the person who like it's should be a very egalitarian society and it's very even, but somehow that didn't translate to this scene in the movie. Um, 
Yeah. yeah, there also weren't that many women, except for that one woman who had blonde hair who fought on the front lines of everything. I think she. I think that's Patrick Stewart. No. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god, Patrick Stewart with like long hair. <laughs> well, unless they put a woman in as a stunt double. No, I know what you mean. Do you know what I'm talking about? She had about? like a bun, right? Like, oh, a bun. I do know. She had mean, a yeah. blonde. I know. Bun. I was delighted to see her. Sometimes I'm like, okay. I know. I was like, like, bring her back. But yeah. there's like, those two like eight year olds that also fought. So I didn't really understand. Yeah. Right. But no, it should be a very egalitarian society, other than who gets to drink the water of life and all that jazz. <laughs> um, so we have this sort of montage of training in the weirding way of just shooting their voice guns are you saying um, the word weirding <laughs> yeah <laughs> the weirding way the okay. weirding way yeah yeah i like the voice guns thing i think dusty was talking about it a little bit right it's a the cool idea yeah. yeah and i can imagine that in the book it was cool and they like stick to oh, it too God. that <laughs> whole like <laughs> obelisk where he's like yeah let the yell at it and he was like break, break. everyone like that joke i like that joke it's i oh i chuckled. No, i laughed too but i was like laughing and then people were like oh, and i was like i'm one of them there oh yeah um and then we we get the scene with him riding the worm and of course because it's all prophecy he gets a big worm and they all ride it and more like electric guitars um oh, oh my, my gosh God. when that second guy gets up there Oh. Everybody just comes together. That <laughs> moment just... where they almost kiss on top of that worm when there's like the two men side by yeah. side and they're both like holding the reins and then they like look at the each music. other and then they were like leaning in and then it cut <laughs> yeah. away and I was like, I want to watch that movie. I just want to point all... out that is shot for shot the same scene from Point Break. Yeah, that's oh, true. Yeah. A wave. They're having sex on a wave, basically. Yeah. A worm wave. A worm wave. Mm-hmm. A dune. They're riding a worm surfboard on a dune. Did you wave. guys notice that they said the title of the movie in the first two minutes of the movie? <laughs> dune. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. But then I I mean, like, it's interesting because like it is a big deal and they do look like they're gonna make love, but they're also just like there's no real celebration. They just like side eye smirk at each other. And they do that a lot. Like with big yeah. deal celebrations, they're just like <laughs> Yeah, interesting. I mean, I think that's a David Lynch thing. It's just a very, he has like a lot of low key, like, like understated, understated winks and side eyes. Yeah. Shit. That's his deal. Well, then we go back to a gross town. Um, well, Cause I think this is the upside down cow, isn't it? No, we, we skipped that part, but so, we can well, go we back to a- it if you want. <laughs> we did. Yeah, because we we moved into the writing because yeah yeah we skipped it we're, we're skipped it we're we were now to exposition time when they well, that. I'm sure that'll be in someone's something yeah um when they're like so, two years have passed <laughs> and here's everything that happened right Shani and Paul just get it <laughs> they on get it on all a lot. over the place they're having I a did lot think this was the end of the movie because they it were summing been. it up. And my and guess like, is this is going to be the end of uh, got it. the movie that's coming out on Friday. Um, then we see that Picard is back um, and he's got a mullet. His hair has um, been growing. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought Just I, in the I, back. I thought I had missed the mullet at first. I was like, did I not see the mullet? Okay, because it's two years later. That makes sense. And is yeah, he is bald still. <laughs> at this point, I and have the, the baby movie... grew the baby, which was born in the grossest we, yeah, I don't even know what happened there. Mud soup. It's, 
I don't is know this... what that hole was. Oh but... God, yeah, you... Oof, oof, big bowl of gazpacho. Yeah. <laughs> and then is this um, where he decides to drink? the water of life he decides he has to yeah, do it basically right mm-hmm. and right. then i have been noticing like i feel like this movie was if as if like at the end of them writing the never-ending story they're like no no you're not done <laughs> and they like locked those writers in a room and they just had to keep on writing continuously for like a year and then it would be this this is where they'd end up <laughs> <laughs> they didn't save a sandwich so it's like... yeah they did not they had no sandwich oh uh yeah so he drinks the water he Spoiler, he doesn't die, and he screams out, the sleeper has awakened, father, the sleeper has awakened. Um, Yeah, and then we get that they... And everyone's bleeding from their mouths. So much bleeding. Because everyone's connected. Um, Okay, yeah. Yeah. And Uh, then we get the little girl who's Paul's sister, who's played by Alicia (sighs) Vitt, who... Yeah, who's in a bunch of stuff. Yeah, totally. She's, She's... Crazy baby. <laughs> yeah, she's creepy. Yeah. She's real creepy. She's got a she lot of weird things she's saying. Play a lot of scenes on her knees. Um, just because she was too big at this point. So they had a little scooter that she'd be on. Oh, um, that's fun. That wasn't yeah. in my IMDb facts. That's cool. Yeah. I pulled and then up why, three different pages of facts. At this point, I have why whispering, but uh is everybody just whispering or <laughs> she had there was something no, she in the was parcel tonguing. Yeah, she oh, had like a cleft, pa- or I don't know, she, oh. uh, because she's so young, it's like, that's how they would, if like a one year old. She's a baby who knows too much. Talk, yeah, that's how a baby would talk if it could actually speak in paragraphs. Uh... <laughs> this was after two, one of the running for my home like, I guess when they're going to the water of life. Sean Young and Kyle McLaughlin are holding hands, sprinting uh, through the sand. Yeah, I get annoyed <laughs> by like, that. That is insane. How long have they been doing that? You could do that for two, two years. seconds. Tops. They've been doing it for two they years. They probably were. Oh, my gosh. I wish there was a line about that. And they're like, and Johnny and Paul have been holding hands every time they sprint through the sand. Yeah, uh, totally. Um. So then, of course, the Emperor's mad because... Spice has like stopped, so he brings the Baron, and he's he's cut the head off of uh, Raban. Um, yeah. Oh, Fat Sting. Fat Sting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Um, <laughs> Sting in this movie was such an interesting element, and I guess he was supposed to be naked at one point, and then they yeah. had to like quickly fashion that like weird Superman. Yeah. Which I called a Sting bikini. Oh. Yeah. Proud of myself. Sting bikini. I like it. That's really good. Very good, Philip. Yeah. And and then it again, there's like the chillest of celebrations when they like, you know, win. Um, and then it starts raining, and it's like, is that weird? Like, I guess it's the desert. It's never, yeah, it's never rained there. Okay. Um, it's good. Okay. And um, then scary baby says, like, I don't know what she says. She has the last words, which are words that don't make sense to me. Um, I know. Yeah. She's well, like, so we have, like, we have her, I mean, just before we get to the end, we have Aaliyah, the little scary baby, like basically scratches the Baron and he flies into a worm's mouth. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, a butthole. Which I wouldn't, I feel like, does he actually die? Because yes. that's like not, I just feel like in movie world, that's like, who knows? Worms just no, probably pooped him out. 
I think getting eaten by worm is like super death. I was worried about that worm though, because he's probably full of diseases and that worm may die. I think yeah. they're like the cool. a vulture. They can eat anything and just oh. put out, which is okay. true. Um, okay. And they, it doesn't bother them at all. Mm. Even though he was eaten whole. Yeah. Um, and then I'm trying to think of anything last. Oh, we have the big fight scene between Paul and Fade. That was um, a dumb fight. Yeah. It was so <laughs> slow and awkward and like. But, but there were drummers. Well, one of the drummers was um, Michael Bolton. <laughs> was, really? No, <laughs> but I was convinced that one mm. of the drummers looked a lot like Michael Bolton. Yeah, there were drummers, but it was very like awkward and slow. And like, I just didn't feel the stakes involved. Well, I think in the book, he like instantly kills him because, of course, oh. he's like half God at this right. point. Um, right. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, that's then. Then we get some amazing credits. Oh my god, the credits! Those credits made by aliens. Images of the people, like they're like, don't you remember all your friends? Dingbat McFarty, played by Jay Reskin. What? Like, like half the time I was just like, who are these people? Yeah, totally. And and who got to be in the credits? And like, it was only at the credits that I realized there was two Sinead O'Connors. I was like, oh. <laughs> oh, I know, because I was like, did we just see her? Yeah, totally. Um, well, Lady Jessica turned into a Sinead O'Connor. Oh, she did? She did I at the end. That. I did. She lost her hair after yeah. she drank the water of life. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know that. Wow. You gotta keep up, guys. Come I on. Guess. <laughs> it's no, a I saw simple movie. <laughs> oh my God. This is. Yeah, this is a very confusing movie. Yeah. And we uh, just we barely even scratched the surface on just how it's shot and what it sounds like. It's like the never-ending story took a drug that like a tranquilizer for an elephant. Yeah. And because it's got that weird sort of pattern, and some people are talking and some people have weird voiceovers because they're German. I don't it's know. So sleepy. Like, yeah, there was a lot of dubbing. There like, was like that one guy whose brain was leaking out of his head. Uh, and he was like loved it. Yeah. his mouth was just oh, like yeah. a fish. And it was like beep boop beep boop. And then what's like, up with those guys? Because they have like real like blonde like they have like judge doom hair you know well, they they are like the translators for the guild navigators the fish people um they have fun translation machines that's really neat yeah pretty quick um I killed your which, brother <laughs> yeah <laughs> they all say that which yeah. their outfits were actual body bags like real used oh, body bags that's, yeah that they didn't tell them right they didn't yeah, tell them the used yeah. part which makes sense oh uh I know. Um, so yeah. Wow. So Hummer's two hours eight. and seventeen minutes. You'll never get back. You'll never get it back. I... It was actually shorter than I thought it would. Like the because it's famously long, but it could it have, been have been longer. It should have been longer. Uh, right. It, it. I think it actually could have been good. Um, the tone was so weird, though. I don't know. The tone. That's what I mean. Like it was so sleepy. I mean, I think really hard. Dusty to... said it right. Like especially that second part was just like, what? What is happening? And why is it yeah. taking so long? And um, everybody is like on. Just there's been a carbon monoxide leak. <laughs> like everyone's <laughs> super <laughs> slow. And yeah. Uh, especially all, right. all those blue-eyed people. They're right dirty 
Well, they're in the desert and they're drinking their poo and pee. So, which to like, to just like poop cues just drop out the back or does it, is it all like a one? Cause that'll build up. No, it's, that's what the pouches are for. Yeah. Man. And then you have sex. So did we, we asked a lot of questions. I still have more, but I, should we just move past question corner unless there's pressing ones? Well, I have one question. Okay. Uh, it's really for you you guys. And it was, how are Katie and Bridget able to understand this movie without me translating? Because I was constantly I answering uh, questions well, for, for Nora. As I mentioned, it was a bit of a, a, a unique challenge uh, for me and my new marriage. Mm-hmm. That my, yeah, I know. Phil really wanted to try That's to my wedding gift to you. Yeah, my patient husband. Along with Cornhole. Who, was translating yeah cornhole hand towels and what was the third thing oh god i can't remember owl towels and something cornhole hand towels anyway for those that don't know yeah philip bought me three things off of our registry (laughs) cornhole owl towels and then this movie (laughs) this movie but jeff was explaining it to me and he was doing a very good job but then he would pause the movie and i would get rageful because i did the same thing I was like, how long will the explanation take? Because if it takes a long time and I was like, oh just God. looking at like where we oh stopped and yeah. I was like, it's so long. Like you have to just keep going, just talk over the movie. But he didn't I, want to do that. I went to the kitchen to make popcorn and I missed something and Annie rewound it before. Oh, no. And I was like, I got ra- I got pissed <laughs> at her. <laughs> She's like, no, you always could sting in the, in the sting bikini. Yeah. And she wanted me to see it. And I was well, like, yeah, but not all the way back. No, I was like, you were like don't you know like, I'm gay here? I, I know exactly. I was like, what do you think I need to see? I don't this? need this. <laughs> well, I do. I do. I did tell her, I was like, you know, I know that sing sting was supposed to be this like sexy singer and stuff, but I never really got it, but I did uh, yeah, get I did it in this movie. I, I got it in this. I was he's like, so Oh, skinny. He's so he skinny. skinny. I guess, but he's fit. I just had never, uh. I don't know if I'd ever seen a young sting. And so I was like, Oh, especially okay. when he's next to fat sting, yeah. then you're just like, <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. How about Hummers, Bombers, Hummers and Dumbers? Um, Let's go bad then then good. So <laughs> let's do, do bummers. Mm. <laughs> My bummer is um, when they were in the blue eyed land and they had picked their new names and then <laughs> yeah they were getting ready to train and then there was like this little man who had a horn and he was like. <laughs> <laughs> that that's what bumped you out he only got to blow it like for half a second and it was like clear that like he was this is like his job and he was like excited and things were gonna happen and then and it was like all this pomp and circumstance and then he was just like <laughs> it only got one like little thing and i just bummed me out a lot of things bum me out in this movie but i just decided to have some empathy for yeah. this man because i felt like that was his moment and it didn't it's like it, his horn didn't work or something and then he was like shit oh, fuck my horn <laughs> stopped working <laughs> and oh, poor guy katie's yours Yours doesn't involve a cat, correct? <laughs> oh, it can, but I can pivot. I have two of them deciding no. between. Can you you undo the cat? 
No, no, no. I was, I was just mainly just going to point out that <laughs> Bridget's is all about a horn where this dude had to milk a cat. That was going to be that mine. Was, I have it circled so, as a back. No, just, no, no. I'm really I'm, glad because now I can do my other one. But like, okay, it's, it's not mine. Thing. I just want to point it out. Not just that? a cat, but a rat stuck to a cat. That rat that was, was like, like, why am I here? Horror. And then he's delivering this like it makes any sense. It's like, oh, do you want to get rid of your disease? Well, milk this cat three eye drops per day and it'll be the cure. And I'm like, I hate this. Like, I hated it. It's like, oh, God. The cat, I know, and the cat like was like in a so box. uncomfortable. Yeah. What? I, like, I, think, I hated it. I think that dude gets saved in the second book, Good I believe. God, um, does the cat? Well, so I'll go ahead and just so messed up. Go do ahead, my sorry. bummer. It's it's related to that. It'll just be the the heart valves, the heart plugs, or whatever. Yeah. Um, it scarred me as a kid, and that whole scene in that green room would just like bathing in like oil, and that going over yeah. and just like oh yeah, pulling that plug out of that kid's chest, and then just uh. It was very Mad Max. Like, why did he bathe in oil like that before sucking that kid's blood? That whole planet is just the whole thing is like they have just sucked all the resources out of that planet Mm. and it's just pollution Mm. everywhere. And so that's their deal. Ah, It's very Mad Max. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Mm. Um, (laughs) Well, I'm bummer certainly that cat, but (laughs) I will pivot to the other thing I was bummed about, um, which is interesting. And, you know, to answer Nora's question, I didn't. I didn't understand this movie at all. And I, it's very helpful to have you explain this. This is one maybe that would have been fun or, or you know, would have been interesting to watch together. But, like, um, so you're saying that some of this is, like, egalitarian. But, like, one of the things that really bummed me out is, like, and I can't remember if it was Lady Jessica. Like, some one of the women say that, like, there's a group of women, like, they're talking to Paul and they're, like, we can't go anywhere because women aren't allowed. So we need a man to take us. And we've been waiting for years and years at one point. And I'm just like, gross, man. I just have written down like, yuck. Like, is this whole thing about a group of women that like need a man to save them? I guess it's just like more of the like whole Messiah has to be a man and stuff. But I can't remember when it was in the movie. Yeah, what scene is like, that? I, yeah. Um, it's shortly... It's kind of after the box test. Maybe it's the woman. Maybe it's that woman, um, the Sinead O'Connor. But oh, somebody is basically. The- Go ahead. No, I was going to say. Well, and I, I think a lot of this didn't get translated to the movie, but they're controlling bloodlines and all this kind of stuff. And it's just right. important for it not to be a guy. It needs to be a girl and stuff like that. And that was sort of the problem. And even like later on in the books where they produce these guys that are going to be like the saviors, they're controlling them. So they're by the best. Refer- yeah. The okay. Bene Gesserit. So Bene it's Gesserit. there. Thank you. They're the usually the Tesseract. <laughs> they're usually in control. And so they okay. produce these things, these guys that are going to be the leader, but they're control. They're controlling and creating them. Yeah, interesting. I think that just like didn't necessarily come across in the movie entirely. So it just seemed more misogynistic. The movie seemed more misogynistic than the way the book has been described, you know? So anyway. And they're a lot, the Bene Gesserit are a lot cooler in the book. Interesting. Um, And they're sort of like these evil, weird, overly dramatic witches here. But Mm. spoiler alert, my bummer is that cat. (laughs) (laughs) 
dumbers. Well, okay. I have a dumber, but you know, it could be something that I'm not understanding as well. So it's kind of hard to do because I'm, I'm the dumber. Um, but like at one point, Dean Stockwell, like he goes to the gross planet and like, um, boil face is like, would you like to join your wife? And Dean Stockwell's <laughs> like, my wife is alive. <laughs> you're like, no, dumb, dumb. He means like in death, like what? Like the fact that he thought that he, this evil villain who's like oozing bullshit Ugh. all over the place is gonna like now reunite it's like, i thought she died it's like of course that's what he means he means do you want to die right yes Ugh. okay 100 percent. 100 percent. you got that then. yeah uh i mean obviously i think this whole movie is dumb but i think in the spirit of sometimes dumb and gross, I'm just going to use the word dumb to just kind of go back to Dr. Pimple Popper. But like when you just first meet him and there, that whole scene is just so upsetting. And then um, there in that like land, they like just like throw everything they don't want into like a grease pool. I don't know what it is. It's like a, a bubbly like floor grease pit. And they're just like mm-hmm. throwing things in there. And then I have a note that just says like, Oh my God, Boyle face flies into the sky in a fat suit, covers himself with soy sauce, molests a person whose heart he pulls out. And so I just, I mean, is it dumb or is it wonderful? Is it gross? Is it terrible? I just don't know. But I was like, what the fuck is happening? They're basically the bad guys from Captain Planet. Is it's too, right? Yeah, because totally. they're like polluting. It's like very clear they're bad. It's like, oh my god, so much yes. bad. And then they're gingers on top of it. But like, oh my god, Ugh, yeah. Oof. Um, I want to say nothing in this movie's <laughs> dumb. Um, I mean, my main thing is like thinking you can do this movie in yeah. this amount of time is yeah. straight up dumb. Um, but we've been over that. So I'm just going to say the reverse Mohawk is never in, no matter in like a <laughs> hundred thousand years in the future, that yeah. look is never yeah. going to be good. So yeah. fuck that. Was, was that in the book? Like that? I don't think so. Were... I think okay. that is a straight up it's... David Lynch. Like, weirdo. Yeah. We're going to make all these actors <laughs> shave a reverse Mohawk in their heads. Yeah. Uh, and have to hang around like Mexico or wherever. Oh, they yeah. I was reading that they yeah. filmed it in Mexico, but made no adjustments to the fact they were doing that. So people got like sick and it was hot and it was polluted because Mexico City. And yeah, they didn't Rats think it through. And, yeah. Oh, yes. Cockroaches. Yeah. They just didn't think it through. Mm. Um, now it's time for Hummers. Well, I have a lot of Hummers in this movie, and I, I've talked I have about a lot. Shit tons of Hummers. Just in saying this. spice melange and um, them running, uh, holding hands through the sand. <laughs> and um, I mean, I will never get, I mean, I can't really do it well, but Kyle McLaughlin saying like spice worms is a relationship. I mean, I love it. I mean, it's kind of, there's a part of this movie that's like just SMR or whatever. Where is it called? Is that what it is? SMNR? Is there one more letter? Is there? Yeah, SMR. But you know, it's ASMR. Thank you. Thank you. ASMR. Yes. Which is just the like whisper into your ear. I have, there's one quote that somebody said that was like, in spice mining, there are always worms. Yeah, totally. That was a quote. Um, But the, my Hummer, which we haven't talked about, which is like almost the very first scene in like, you know, the captain of the Titanic or 
whoever that is the emperor um where they they roll that squid in and then there's like one person's job this guy has a broom if you guys notice there's a person in the back and he's just squeegeeing a little bit and then they like roll the squid out and he's just like he's squeegeeing just like the tiniest little line he's not getting any of it he's just getting one line but i don't know i just was like look at that guy with the broom look at him go (laughs) so i loved it uh well, I think actually, um, when we had requested somebody to do the intro, one of our, uh, fans, um, Andrew B had written mm-hmm. and he, he suggested several things about this movie that he loved. And then I was on the lookout for one of them and it did uh. become my Hummer, which was the, the moment during the battle, uh, where captain Luke Picard has a pug in his coat. Um, yes, because he's like saving it or protecting no, it or he's charging is, with he's it charging it seems like he's charging with the pug. Into with the pug. he's using the pug as battle yes. i don't know if the pug is gonna save him i don't know it's what amazing. it is but the dog is going to war um i liked it a lot yeah uh, that was that was mine that was mine that was your hummer um, yeah it's good oh. i had it written down too that was really that was a good one sorry Phil. Um, you, love so you must have another one Jeez. Oh, I've got, I've got tons. Got um, I will, I'll have like a shoot off of that and then I'll do another one. Basically, I love uh, Patrick Stewart in this, his line about, you know, not in the mood. Mood is a thing for cattle and love play and playing the belts act. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> that just, instrument. Yeah. It's, oh my God. It, I love it. Um, but so he's great at that. But I, I, I'll go back to what I mentioned earlier is just sort of the um scene creation in this all of like the little like minute details and everything about how they've the the like leather work on it or like the the sort of cornice work on the spaceships and everything like that it's just mm. so much detail went into the set of this thing mm-hmm. um which i do really think would be what this would look like um but now my real one is Patrick Stewart for life. His his mullet charging into battle with that pug, um, and Aww. just just quotes. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot to love. Lot to love. Is it time for our outfits? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> um, Bill. <laughs> uh, I... so... <laughs> okay, go ahead. <laughs> I can talk about what you're wearing. Um, we didn't talk about it, but I'm glad that you're wearing uh, or rather you have holding this kind of holding in your hands those like fun, um, I guess, like leashes slash they just look like gym jump ropes that you control a worm with those like yeah black and know, white alternating the whole time too. i was thinking that yeah yeah uh-huh. so funny so like i'm sure they homage. were i'm sure so i like your homage to that and then also your t-shirt that has um that guy just like you know the psycho like captain captain mad um guy that just has uh the the quote his angry face and the quote take him to the desert and then it looks like on your side it just says he's even angrier angrier and crazy and says to die and then if you turn around all the way to your back it says even angrier go <laughs> and he's the guy who used like the hand signals the most that i thought uh, yeah like, yeah yeah oh man yeah <laughs> that guy could not keep it together I, it's just I like loved it. Meh, like <laughs> 
<laughs> he's so great. Crazy. He's great. Well, Katie, um, mm. I appreciate your makeup tonight. It's mm-hmm. just very involved. A lot of nice dirt you've yep. kind of put into your skin and then that jam that you've been eating this entire podcast yep. that's left a strawberry stain all around your mouth. Mm-hmm. Very authentic, very nice. Uh, and then just the hat that you're wearing that just says P U G like with dots in between. I don't know what it stands for, but, um, <laughs> and then your shirt, um, which says on the front, um, I really can't stay. Um, and then on the back, it says, cause baby it's warm outside. And then there's a worm. <laughs> Big nice. worm. Nice. Yep. In a dune. I got this uh, at a thrift store, crazily enough. Funny. I don't yeah. know who made yeah. it, but it's very good. Yeah. Um, I'm glad you've been kicking your feet up, Bridget. Yeah. Um, so I could see those awesome sort of Reebok pump style shoes. Um, but they're sort of like recycling your your <laughs> foot sweat just because in case you want to drink it later. Mm, um, delicious. And then, but I can tell you're not going to because you're sporting a shirt that says uh, "Got Mouse Drink," and then oh, it has God. that disgusting oh, little mouse. Oh, uh, I hated that that <laughs> mouse squisher. I think it's called a squooge. <laughs> they like made it up for this. We, we never even talked about that. And I'm squooge. Because I, I, I looked down and I was writing and I looked up and I was like, what is it? Well, what I didn't want to it? talk about it because it's on your shirt. Um, and I can just tell you love it so much. So, oh my um, God. Yeah. Oh, gross. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that is Dune. Dune. 1984. Oh, oh man. All right. Well, we... <laughs> Uh-huh. Go to uh, who wants to start? You start, oh, Phil. I think you. Okay, you start. Um, I already know what I'm saying. So I, I know. Um, I think, and this will be this will be a very temporal answer. Um, uh-huh. that right now I do think this movie is for real because I love these goddamn books, and mm-hmm. um, this is the best version of it right now oh, there's some like sci-fi yes. series right mm-hmm. that was On the made, 2000- like, i was yeah i was worried that i was watching the wrong thing for a second i was like oh my gosh we never said which one but then it's like and, a mini series and i've tried to watch it it's okay. just it's so low budget and i mm. i just i can't do it um so i mean i've seen this a bunch of times it's it's great for me because it's the only thing that translate this translate this and i also i I really like uh, David Lynch and just his mm-hmm. weirdness and just you get glimpses of it. This is not a perfect movie. There's a lot <laughs> wrong with it. And I really am crossing my fingers that in like two days, yeah, I'll be able to say, you don't need to watch this movie anymore. Uh, you, you've got this new movie oh, you can watch. Okay. Yeah. Um, so right now for the next two days, I'm going to say this movie's for real. Wow. I I really like the way you thought about that. And in fact, maybe it answers the question I was asking myself of like, I'm going to pull you in. in well, just like in which way could this possibly be <laughs> for real? Because it was 
Uh, it really is for the running for one of the least enjoyable movie watching experiences <laughs> I've ever had. And partly it was because I thought about Dream a Little Dream, which is definitely up there. But I was like, I could follow that plot though. Like I knew sure. what was happening. Like Same. this, and I don't know if I've said this before, but like at one point I turned to Annie, I was like, I feel like I need, I'm watching a movie in a foreign language of a language I don't understand. Like yes. I need subtitles for this movie to understand it, but it's in English. So I don't understand what's happening. So like, let me interject one thing. Please, um, yeah. So just imagine you're in the desert and you've got nothing to drink. And the only thing you can drink is your own pee. <laughs> and that's basically this movie. Yeah. And, totally. you know, Makes it's sense. Yeah. without any other options, which there aren't any. Oh. <laughs> um, this movie is your own pee. Oh, again, I like your rating of it. But I have to say it's not for real. <laughs> I tried. I tried. I just like can't. I mean, it was aggressively unpleasant <laughs> to watch. Like, I've never watched a movie with this tone where like I can't pay attention to it. Like, I can't understand no. it. And if Annie, it sounds like your guys' movie watching partners knew a little more about it. Cause like Annie didn't know anything. I mean, Annie was upset Nora didn't know anything. that we were watching this. So like she went to bed, you know, halfway through. Wait, no, I I take that back because I'll get in trouble. Nora has seen this movie before. Oh, poor Nora. Mm -hmm. But I do say, I mean, I know the books are supposed to be good. And it's funny. Okay, here's what, maybe here's why I don't think it's real too. Because Annie was like, I can't imagine they could make this movie better like why would you remake this how what would you do you know because she was like i think she just couldn't imagine a source material that would be worth a movie based on the movie that was made you know and i was like well think about it like you could make star wars like this it would just be crazy like it would be not worth watching but like so i am excited to see the new one and part of it makes me want to read that book i have upstairs because i know it's supposed to be really good it's great and sci-fi is not my genre either so like there's that but um even though i have i do have a lot of hummers infill i do really appreciate uh your rating of this and i think that's like a smart rating but i i gotta say it's not for real <laughs> well i thought the replacements was eyebreaker bridget the movie that i hated the most of my life is that what it's called <laughs> replacements what necessary roughness yeah that's what i meant <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah i can't remember what it was called replacements is good we're probably okay, gonna watch that sorry yeah is that about football too it it's is like the same movie <laughs> great but with keanu but yes yeah. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, this is this movie is not for real. I I mean, I agree with everything Katie said. I I was in pain <laughs> watching it last night. I was like my body was shutting down, my organs were shutting down. I was so confused. I was mad. I was so mad it was telling me I had to study and I had to learn right. all these new things and none mm-hmm. of the words made sense. It did feel like a foreign language. I was like, is there a translation? Like what is happening? Um, it was gross, <laughs> very gross, <laughs> too gross for no reason. It was pretty gross. So gross. And I wasn't prepared for that. Um, it was long. It, it's just the the poor women in this movie were not fun. They didn't enjoy yeah. any of no them. No one was super fun. Nobody was fun. <laughs> Nobody was happy. I, I, like literally like the first like two minutes in, I said to Jeff, I was like, is this a comedy? And this, he was like, no, <laughs> this is <laughs> not a comedy. But There's some of it, it was hard to tell because like there's pugs everywhere, right? Like it's like, 
I know, but they're None not laughing like about it at all. Also, yeah, right. we just got to point this out. Patrick Stewart was mistakenly cast. I they read thought that. They were talking about a yeah. different Patrick Stewart. Because he, um, yeah, yeah. he's great. He's great. I will. I will he was give having him fun. All the things. Yeah. yeah. I loved what Dusty said that he always just looks the same no matter what. He's like true. Steve Martin and Patrick Stewart never changed. Yeah. So um, I enjoyed making fun of the movie. I enjoyed my notes, which I wish I could just share with our listeners because I just like what I wrote is insane. Uh, just like looking at it, it's like, oh, okay. Another bushy eyebrow herpy guy. Like, I don't even know what I was saying. I was just like <laughs> trying to keep up the best I could. I felt like the little sister was like, can I play? And I yeah, said, no, right. idea what was going on the right. entire time oh, over my head. And I was like, yeah. you freaking nerds, you nerds. <laughs> Although one day this. in the future, you're going to be at a party and you're going to have a great conversation about how bad this movie is. And you're going to thank me. If I, able to yeah. if somebody in an improv it. scene before I'd seen this movie had talked about Dune, I don't know what I would have done. Oh actually. man. But that's going to be too much a payoff. If you I can know just rap about it, that is going to be yeah. so great. I will say, okay. So speaking of, what I will give this movie is a rating of type two fun, which I was talking about a little bit in the beginning before we press play on this or press record on this podcast, where like type one fun is fun that you know you're having as you're watching it. And type two is like, I'm not having fun, but I know upon reflection, it's going to be fun. And as I was watching it, I like knew that I was like, this will one day be over. <laughs> I won't be watching this anymore, but I will have been glad to watch it. And it will be fun to think about and talk about, you know, so I am really glad it's like uploaded into my consciousness and that now I have this reference and like, mm. it was really fun to talk about. <laughs> and so I yeah. can't ever unsee You'll that octopus's mouth. I can't ever unsee it. And it's the so kitten. the cat milking. <laughs> Do you think in meet the Fockers, they were like referencing that. Oh, Remember when he says something about milking a kitten? Oh, right. Yeah. I don't I think thought, so. I thought but about that. Maybe, maybe. It just, I was explaining to one of my coworkers today because I was like, I got to go and talk about this movie. Like that, it just was like a fifth grader was like, yeah, and uh, I'm going to tell you about my summer vacation. And then <laughs> there was like a jello mold. And then I milked yeah. a cat. And then, blah, and you're just like, who is. Oh, and I almost forgot to tell you this. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And I almost forgot to tell you this. And then eight years pass and these things happen, but I'm not going to tell you too much about it. So Phil, it's you think I, that the, the new movie is going to end where the voiceover starts in this one, like meaning like kind of halfway or two, like three fourths of the way through. Yeah. There's I that, think it's like, going to end right up. before two years later. So because there's not really sequels to this movie, are there? I heard that they were going to do them and then they're like, shut it down. Like, <laughs> yeah. Can't. So I, I lied to Bridget earlier. And said, uh, yeah, I thought so. No, they, they, oh, you scared was, me. This was no. such a huge flop that they never made any sequels to it. Um, oh, thank God. And I mean, they're hoping that with this new thing, that they're planning on two movies that'll encompass what we just watched. Um, and then I'm hope I'm hoping they're hoping that if those do well, they'll make the other ones. Too. Wow. So people who have just, I have friends that like have just read the books or they just listen to like the audiobooks and they've not seen this movie and they're like stoked to see the new, like the movie that's coming out. And I am actually really fascinated of like what a treatment 
like the source material could get as yeah. you know because there's a lot of false starts where like this was going to be star wars and like this movie did influence all of these other wonderful movies yeah i mean it it's it was supposed to be like star wars for adults because there's just tons of like adult themes in this there's a lot of like geopolitical mm-hmm. like tr- like analogies and, and all that kind of fun stuff um fun stuff and <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it's I'm still not convinced it's going to take off. I'm still not convinced we're going to get two movies. I mean, I loved uh, the director, villain, you know, whatever his name is, uh, his Blade Run, whose newest Blade Runner. I thought it was a great movie. It didn't do well at the box office. Um, so we'll see on this one. Fingers crossed. We're ready for my song. Let's yeah. hear it. Nice. Did he write this about this movie or what? Yeah, he, he did. Good. I'm sure. And the Desert Rose. Fun fact: Frank Herbert like basically got involved in sort of sand dune encroachment in Oregon, and that's what sort of sprung him onto this idea for the movie, or oh. not the movie, but the books. And then also he took a lot from like um, Middle Eastern religions and all that, and societies and that kind of fun stuff. So. I was trying to find a song that just said, and I was writing the song in my head, and then I was just going to sing it, which was, what the fuck did I just watch? I watched a thing I didn't know. What the fuck did I just watch? Can I get my time back, please? <laughs> I like the new introduction of Bridget writing her own. Like, I want both. I yeah, want her, totally. her songs, but I also now, now I really want... Uh, improvised song. Yeah, I was trying to totally. search that song that I had made up on YouTube. I was like, somebody wrote that already, didn't they? You were just they? like, Siri, what is this song? <laughs> I don't know what I just watched and what the fuck did I just watch? Shazam that. Oh <laughs> yeah. my gosh. Amazing. Oh, well, Philip, I wish I could thank you, but I won't. <laughs> but maybe you we'll don't thank have Dusty. to you don't have <laughs> Dusty. to i will i will thank you for type two fun and thank you dusty h yeah so that was an amazing lovely intro. to hear your amazing voice. amazing if you're still listening hello <laughs> i hope you're well <laughs> if you're still listening <laughs> if anybody is still listening god bless you we thank didn't you. go as far over as i thought we would oh, but yeah we're still, we're still okay. a little long we're still a little long All right. Well, till next time. See ya. Toodaloo.